The person who's cheerful and upbeat, bringing joy to others, they're as welcome as medicine that removes pain. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. Amen. We're delighted to have you. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television, those of you joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. We're doing part two of something we shared last time entitled, Staying Upbeat Even When You Get Beat Up. Staying upbeat even when you get beat up. So, so please stay tuned. I would like to read a little humor. These are some uh, humorous things that, that cause you to think. Not necessarily jokes, but just some humorous thoughts to make you think about certain things in life. And I want to read several of them. What do you do when you see an endangered animal eating an endangered plant. Think about that. If a parsley farmer is sued, can they garnish his wages? (laughs) Why do they lock gas station bathrooms? Are they afraid someone will clean them? Can vegetarians eat animal crackers? (laughs) If the police arrest a mime, do they tell him he has the right to remain silent? One nice thing about egotists, they don't talk about other people. How is it possible to have a civil war? Why is it called tourist season if we can't shoot at them? Why is there an expiration date on sour cream? Can an atheist get insurance against acts of God? Just some little humorous thoughts for you to consider and to ponder. (laughs) Open your Bibles, if you will, to the the book of 2 Corinthians, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we looked at a very brief text here, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and just those two verses Eight and nine. Let's read them together in unison. Ready? Let's read together. Beginning at verse eight. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not Destroyed, And so we're, we're speaking from that subject, staying upbeat, even when you get beat up, doing part two. And we said that we are to be the type of people who can take life in stride and 
roll with the punches and maintain our joy and optimism, our sense of humor, not take life too seriously, even in serious situations. We also said that we don't always choose what we go through, but we certainly choose how we go through it. I had an uncle, and this is one characteristic I loved about him. He was one guy who really stayed upbeat, even when he was beat up. And he was my uncle Arthur. We called him Uncle A.E., his initials. And one thing about him, he had been through quite a few serious illnesses and heartaches and pains. He had he went through a aneurysm that left him paralyzed on one side of his body. He later fell and broke his funny bone. Can you imagine breaking your funny bone? That had to be excruciatingly painful. And he went through so many, so many trials and tribulations. And through all of the things uh, that he went through, and he lived a long, full life. He ended up dying in his early 90s. And out of all the things that he went through, I can honestly say I never heard him complain. I never heard him um, gripe or never saw him down. He was one of the most upbeat people that we knew. He, In fact, not only was he not complaining, he was always cheerful and he was always telling a joke. I don't care where it was and maybe that's where I get some of my jokes from, but he was always telling a joke. And anywhere he would go, he would always have a joke. He would always be laughing. He would always be whistling. And, and that was one of the things that really stood out to me about him, how jolly he was, how upbeat he was, even though he was paralyzed in half of his body, couldn't move his arm, his hand, and so forth. And he was completely paralyzed, but it never hindered. It never stopped him from enjoying the fullness of life. And he lived a full old age up into his early 90s. And I honestly believe one of the reasons he lived such a full life is because he had this ability to remain upbeat even when he was beat up. He had this ability to roll with the punches of life, to take life in stride, to just bounce back, to maintain his sense of humor, and not take life so seriously. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful lesson that he taught all of us. And I really believe that it was his upbeat spirit that allowed him to to live so long and so full. My wife told me she met a similar man and she was in the grocery store one day. And this man, this older gentleman, he was um, he was immobile, but he was in a motorized one of those motorized little seats that you drive around and uh, the motorized chairs and. He, my wife said she was just walking, just kind of moping along in the grocery store, and he wheeled down the aisle where she was, and he said, how are you? How you doing? And she said he was just so peppy and just so jolly, and she said, doing pretty good. And she said that he said, oh, you have the pretty right. And she, she just said, oh, she just laughed. She said, sir, you just made my day. And he said, I endeavor 
to make everybody's day. She he said, I love to brighten people's day, to make their lives a little better. Now, here's somebody who could have been complaining and grumpy because he was confined to this, this chair and couldn't walk, didn't have his mobility. But he had found a way somehow to enjoy his life and not only enjoy his life, he made it a point to bring joy to the lives of others, to brighten everybody's day he came across. And I read, I read something uh, in one of my commentaries that talked about people like that. It said, it says that such people are as welcome as pain relieving medicine. Such people like that, people who are cheerful, people who are upbeat and and jolly, that they are as welcome as pain-relieving medicine. It's it's actually referring to a scripture. You can turn there in the book of Proverbs, chapter 17. Proverbs 17 and verse 22. Proverbs 17, 22 And it says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bone. So notice that. And so not only does this merry heart, this upbeat spirit, not only is it medicine to the person who's upbeat, but now I saw it in a different light after reading that in my commentary that a, a person with this type of spirit is as welcome as pain relieving medicine. Anybody ever been in pain and you took some medicine and it got rid of that pain and oh, you were so happy to see that. I remember once I had, I had a crick in my neck and this had to be the most excruciating pain that I've ever been in in my life. I mean, it hurt so bad that I was standing up and I was walking and it hurt so bad. I did a backward flip and landed on the sofa when it, when the, when the contraction happened in my neck. That's how excruciating the pain. I said, whoa, what in the world was that? I didn't know what it was, (laughs) but it was so painful. I literally did a backward flip. Landed on my sofa and I grabbed my neck. I said, what, what in the world was that? And anyway, I suffered with this thing for about a day with those type of excruciating, painful outbursts. And finally, somebody sent me a bottle of medicine and they said, put this on it. And I rubbed it on there. And the moment I rubbed it on there, the pain left. I said, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was so excited over that that medicine because it got rid of the pain. And so my commentary said a person who's cheerful and upbeat, bringing joy to others, they're as welcome as medicine that removes pain. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you pain relieving medicine? Or do you cause pain? Look at also, look at, um, notice, notice what that said, uh, Proverbs, what did we just read? Proverbs 17, 22. Notice what it said there. Uh, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Maybe that's why we got so much arthritis and osteoporosis. 
Maybe it's literally a physical manifestation of something that's wrong with our hearts and with our, maybe if we were just a little bit more peppy and upbeat and joyful in our attitudes and our approach to life, maybe we wouldn't be so stiff and disjointed and in pain with arthritis and so many other ailments, according to what the Bible says. Uh, also look at um, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. The Holy Spirit said this to me one day. He said, a droopy spirit weighs you down. A droopy spirit weighs you down. And then he brought to my attention this verse right here in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. Notice what it says. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. Notice that other verse said, we just read in Proverbs 17, 22, says that a, a downcast spirit dries the bones. This says that a heavy heart stoop, heaviness in the heart makes it stoop. So in other words, it's saying that this type of downcast spirit will literally suck the life out of you. It'll drain you of your energy. It will drain you of your strength. It will drain you of creativity. It'll drain you of ideas. When we are in this poor attitude, when we're in this poor attitude, when we are complaining and when we're downcast and when we're sorrowful and when we're sulking in all of our woes and in despair, the Bible says that'll suck the very life out of you. It'll suck all your ideas out. It'll suck your creativity out. It'll suck your strength out. It'll suck your usefulness out. It'll drain you. It'll suck the very life out of you. And so the Bible warns us against that type of uh, attitude and that type of persona in our lives. Here's something that Robert Schuller said. He said, attitude more than age determines your energy. Attitude more than age determines your energy. And so uh, it's, it's, it's something powerful that, that the Bible shares with us and teaches us about staying upbeat even when we are beat up because it is such a vibration that we put on us that when you're upbeat, even when you're going through, when you when you're still upbeat, it's something about that. It's something about that atmosphere that causes God to delight in you. It causes things that begin to happen in your favor. When you're upbeat, see, being upbeat, even when you're going through, that's a sign of your faith. That's a sign of your trust in God. That's a sign to say, even though things are difficult, even though I'm in the midst of some challenging things, I'm not going to allow it to suck the spirit out out of me. I'm still going to enjoy my life. I'm still going to be cheerful. I'm still going to have a wonderful countenance. I am still going to be a blessing. When you're upbeat right in the midst of going through trials and tribulation, it sends off uh, so, it, it sends off something, I can't, it's hard to describe, but it charges, it changes the atmosphere, it changes your force field. 
And so things begin to happen in your favor when even in those circumstances, you're still able in allowing yourselves to be upbeat even when you are beat up. I love the, the Apostle Paul as we read there in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. Notice what it said. He said that even though we're surrounded by trouble, all kinds of trouble, he said we're not distressed. And I, and I love the, the first part of each part of that verse was the beat up part. And so he says, you know, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. That's the beat up part. But here's the upbeat part. He says, but we're not distressed. Notice he says, we're perplexed. That's the beat up part. Don't understand it. Don't understand why me. Why is this happening to me? We're perplexed. That's the beat up part. But here's the upbeat part. But not in despair. Then notice he says, we're persecuted. Man, uh, everything's coming against us. Nothing's happening right. That's the beat up part. But here's the upbeat part. We're not forsaken. God's still with us. God's still on our side. Notice this. Here's the beat up part. Man, we've been, we've been beat down. We've been knocked down. We're cast down. That's the beat up part. But here's the upbeat part. He said, but we're not destroyed. I'm still kicking. I'm still alive. I can come back from this. Notice that he's upbeat. He was upbeat. Even though he was beat up, he was staying upbeat even though he was beat up. And here's something powerful. I found that in, in every bad thing, he found something good to say. In every bad thing that challenged him, he found something good to say. In other words, he, he had his attitude positioned right. In every bad thing, he always found something good to say. Listen to this. This is powerful. That'll give us a little uh, a clue into this. Martin Lloyd-Jones said this. He said, most unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself rather than talking to yourself. Most unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself rather than talking to yourself. And when I thought, when I heard that quote, I thought about the Apostle Paul and I said, I believe that's what he was doing. I believe the first part now, I can't prove this theologically. I may be off here in my doctrine and in my interpretation of the scripture, but entertain me just for a moment. Entertain this thought for just a moment. I just had this far-fetched thought about this. Maybe Paul was listening to himself saying we're in trouble. And then he spoke to himself and said, but we're not in despair. Maybe Paul was listening to himself saying, man, we're perplexed. We don't know what we're going to do. How are we going to get out of this? And then maybe Paul spoke to himself and said, but we're not forsaken. God is with us. God's going to make a way out of this. Folks, I honestly believe Paul was answering his own mind. I believe the Holy Spirit brought this up to me. I believe this is what was happening. I can't prove it. This won't hold up in a, in a seminary. I can't prove it. 
But I was just quickened with an unction of the Holy Spirit to say the first part of the verse, I believe Paul was listening to his own mind being beat up, say those things. And then out loud, Paul would address his own mind. And it says to us, folks, that when you are having these defeating thoughts, you got to open your mouth and say something out loud. You got to say something out loud. When your mind is telling you you're not going to make it, you got to open your mouth and say, oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am going to make it. I may not know how, but I know I am going to make it. Trouble don't last always. Brighter days are ahead. And I'm coming through this. You, you got to talk to yourself. You got to talk to yourself. And so that's one of the, that's one of the keys that I found. I found that the apostle Paul, you got to see when yourself is saying, man, ain't no jobs out there. Condom is too bad. Nobody's hired. You got to talk to your, you got to answer that thought. You got to say, I will find a job. And if I don't find one, I'll create one. You got to speak to yourself. And I believe that's what Paul was doing. He was answering his own thoughts. He was answering his own thoughts. So you got to, you got to say something. You got to say something good to yourself to counteract those defeating thoughts that will, when, when you hear that thought, Man, I'll never, I'll never get married. You got to say, oh, yes, I will. Somebody's going to find me. Or I'm going to find somebody. <laughs> I am going to be happily married. What are you talking about? I'm going to have two kids and a white picket fence. You got you to gotta speak to yourself. You got you to gotta answer those defeating thoughts. You got to answer those defeating thoughts. That's what David did. The Bible says David encouraged himself. He, he had to speak to himself. He had to speak to himself. And so that's one of the powerful keys that I, I begin to see. Here's another key I begin to see. And this, this brother Snapper, actually, I got this key from talking to him one day. He called me one day and he was so excited. And he was telling me about an ordeal he had gone through. With his car, his car had, he said he was leaving his house and he stopped by a little gas station near his house. And while he was there, he decided to just have him to look under the hood. And he said when they opened up the hood, holes popped off and his radiator was ruined. And he said he started to get angry. And he said, you know, he, he said he was thinking about it, he was getting upset. But then he said he began to see the blessing. He began to see the blessing. And he said, he said, you know what? If I hadn't stopped in here, I'd have got on the highway and my car would have broken down on the highway. And he said, then I would have had to call a tow truck. And I would have had to spend, you know, a hundred to two hundred dollars to get it towed somewhere. He said, at least it has broken down here at the gas station. They said they can fix it. I can just leave it here. He said, I'm in walking distance to my house. I can walk home. He said he began seeing the blessing and he started becoming thankful. And I began to see that uh, here's a way, here's a key that you can be upbeat when you're beat up. Begin to see the blessing. Begin to see what you can be thankful for right in the midst of being beat up. He was right. He was being beat up. But right in the midst of that, he began to see the blessings. Uh, John Wooden, who was the coach of UCLA, he said this. He said, things turn out best for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. Things turn out best 
for the people who make the best of the way things turn out. We want to thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to airjesus.com and listen to this message in its entirety, message number 7439. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. This ends message number 7439 by C. Elijah Bronner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 7439 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This was part two of Staying Upbeat Even When You Get Beat Up by C. Elijah Bronner. Part one is 7438. This message was number 7439. That's 7439. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.